BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. No look low to Yo. Yo throws it down again. Two-hand hammer for Yo. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jerem Jordan. Hello, BYU basketball fans. This is Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire, America's neighborhood tire store. I am Jerem Jordan, and it is a ball night in the Marriott Center as the 18-10 and 10 BYU Cougars host the 20-6 and 6 San Francisco Dons. It's a big one after back-to-back double-digit comeback wins at San Diego and LMU. The Cougars currently hold the second spot in the West Coast Conference, a game and a half ahead of pursuing St. Mary's and tonight's foe, San Francisco. At stake is the aforementioned second seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament, which begins two weeks from tonight in Las Vegas. Can you believe it? Let's go. Which includes a triple bye to the semifinals for the top two seeds. Remember how Gonzaga acted like they might leave the conference to go to the Mountain West last year? Well, this was part of the deal. The double bye format is back. This is also a rematch tonight of the game on January 19th on the Hilltop where San Francisco wasn't the treat it was once advertised as the Dons beat up the boys from Brigham by 19, shooting 64%. That's the highest shooting percentage of any team in league play this season. Now we sit 32 days later. The Cougars are the ones standing near the top of the West Coast Conference Hill and ready for payback after the Hilltop defeat. BYU is on a five-game win streak, perhaps not coincidentally since Gavin Baxter was inserted into the starting lineup. He was 6-for-6 on Saturday against LMU. But the big man on campus right now and in the league is T.J. Haas, who scored a West Coast Conference high 35 points Thursday against San Diego, then went for 13 points and 8 rebounds at LMU to earn Conference Player of the Week. At LMU, Zach Selyus came off the bench to go 4-for-4 from distance. Selyus, third in West Coast Conference uh, in three-point percentage at 45%. And he is this week's pregame player interview. All right, Zach, describe the difference between a practice after a win versus after a loss. Um, after a win, you know, it's, it's more trying to tighten things up. After a loss, you're just kind of more um, learning and being able to kind of learn from what you did. But honestly, there's not a huge difference between those practices. You know, we're basically just going out and we're getting ready for the next game and just leaving whatever we did before just behind and getting on to the next one how are the first couple of practices this week in preparation for san francisco which is a big game yeah it was we had really good practices you know it's it just keeps getting better and better as the year goes on we're we're more engaged in practice you now we're going hard you know, we're competing and you now just getting ready for the game two back-to-back double-digit comebacks on the road that had never happened in that sequence in the dave rose era um I guess a few days later, you know, five days later. Uh, what was that like? Because that was that was those are some big time wins. Yeah, no, there it was fun. It was a great environment. It was you know, a team chemistry. Just was able to come together and be able to pull those out. And you know, we just all trusted each other. We all had the you know, kind of leaning on each other's shoulders and kind of helping and you know, putting our arm around the person next to us and just going out and fighting and. You know, it just works when you have a team like that. It's been over a month since you played San Francisco, and things are very different uh, for both teams, but especially you guys. Was it painful to watch that film, knowing, hey, we're better than that? Because they did get you by 19, but now you get an opportunity to pay back. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to see where both teams have come and to see how 
you know, we've both been able to increase our game and become better. And so it's going to be a fun game to see, you know, the best out of both us and the best out of them. And so it'll be fun. BYU's 10-1 and one at home all time against San Francisco. One of those wins was against a Bill Russell-led uh, USF. So there's some tradition to this series. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. You know, San Francisco has really made you know, an impact to this conference and to you know the way that our league is playing. And you know it's fun to be able to kind of have that and to be able to have you know, all this competition and all these teams. And it really prepares us for you know just a great postseason and to be able to finish out this season. Twelve and two at home. The only two losses are to top ten teams in Houston and Gonzaga. Uh, what's been the best part about playing in the Marriott Center this year? It's our fans. You know, the Rock is amazing. You know, everyone that comes out, it's it's just an awesome environment. You know, when this place gets packed and it's, it's so loud that you can't even talk on the court, you know, it's it's a fun time and you know, just love our fans and love playing here at the Marriott. I'm talking with Zach Selius uh, here in the Marriott Center. You're shooting 45% from three in league. Um, that's actually higher than you shot as a freshman in league play. Uh, what has changed for you this season from distance? Um, I think just maturity, I guess. You know, a couple of years passed, and you know, you just get more mature, more confident, and being able to kind of pick and choose, you know, what is the right shot, and you know, honestly, the teammates as well to be able to know when it's, you know, kicked out to you, like when is the right play and what to do, and be able to have the teammates that attracts so much defense that it leaves you open you know it's it's really nice to have that and so it's just it's been fun when did you start wearing the sleeve <laughs> um i started last week just kind of switching it up you know just to see and it it worked and <laughs> yes it did i just remember my freshman year chase fisher he switched the sleeve after you know he was kind of shooting a little weird and you know it changed and he went the next game and it was in hawaii and he had 40 points and so you made a BYU record what was it 11 threes or something yeah something like that so I thought I I gotta learn from the best and so (laughs) I just tried to do it like him I think maybe it was nine and then Nick broke it or something I I can't remember there were a lot of threes that year let's be honest so is it a compression thing what what does the sleeve change for your for your arm your right arm um it honestly just kind of it helps me remember like mechanics of everything you know to know that like get your elbow in and to get everything you know and it it helps just to remember how to do it all and kind of get that muscle memory going what do you do better than your sister nancy did when she played at byu on the court everything (laughs) (laughs) does she know you feel this way yeah we're a very competitive family and so she knows that i try to do everything better than her so that's all i'm doing and she was pretty good so that's saying a lot let's finish with this you're a big uh fan of the show friends you're on a five-game win streak what character in friends is BYU basketball right now it's it's rachel you know it's the best character you know the most you know I just got to leave it at that. It's Rachel. That's all. She's the best, and right now you're playing your best? Exactly. Okay. Thanks for the time, Zach. Thank you. Rachel, it is. Okay, some people I think would think Chandler. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you think out there. That was Zach Selyus, my conversation yesterday with the junior forward. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, and Zach Selyus is making a bunch, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Well, BYU leads the series with San Francisco 19-7. to BYU's 10-1 in Provo. 
domination. It's been a few years, including a 68-61 win on December 22, 1954. BYU beat Bill Russell and Casey Jones in the Smith Fieldhouse. Did you know that? That's your nugget of the day. That Don's team went on to win the NCAA title. Pretty cool that BYU took down Bill Russell and Casey Jones in the Fieldhouse, which, by the way, at the time, was three years old. Coming up, an audio rewind to last year's miracle comeback down seven with a minute to go against the Dons and my courtside conversation with analyst Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Discount Tire continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jerem Jordan. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire. Last season, the Cougars made a Marriott Center miracle comeback to beat San Francisco in Provo. The Cougars were down by as many as seven with under a minute to go. Then with 22 seconds left, it was a six-point deficit. Yoli Child makes a layup to get it down to four. Then the Cougars forced a turnover, and the comeback was on. A steal by Bryant to Hawes. Hardnett from three won't take it. We'll drive it, bank it, and score. And foul. And one. Are you kidding me? Hardnett made the free throw. The Dons made a layup to push the lead back to three. BYU got the ball with 11 seconds to go. Then this happened. TJ, front court left wing. Elijah for three in the top. That's good. He got it. Elijah Bryant. Got it. Down to four. Down to three. Ferrari with two and with one. Shoots and misses. Overtime. No foul. (laughs) What a shot by Bryant. What a great play call. Yoli Childs on a great screen. BYU went on to win in overtime 75-73 in a dramatic, amazing comeback. As I mentioned, down by as many as seven with under a minute to go. You don't see it very much. And the man who knew that Bryant three was going in as soon as it left his hand was Mark Durant, who now joins me in the Marriott Center from that very spot for tonight's courtside conversation. Mark, that thing was center cut. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was fun to listen. I was, I, I had right on the line with Elijah's shot, and uh, I just knew it, and uh, he knew it, and that was that was a lot of fun. By the way, uh, listening to your last segment, uh, I went to Warner Brothers Studio and sat on the friend's couch last week. Oh, snap. The couch. That's awesome. That was pretty cool. I'm not sure I'd want to sit on that couch, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, here we are two weeks away from the West Coast Conference Tournament, and the Cougars sit a game up in uh, second place, a game and a half, actually, with third place San Francisco in town. This is a really big game, Mark. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously you'd like to be playing for a conference title, but that's obviously not going to happen. Gonzaga's that good. They're going to win the conference, but th- this is uh, the best of the rest, and it's a chance to, you know, redeem themselves a little bit from what happened on the hill in San Francisco. The first time around, it got blitzed by this team. Gives you second place in the conference, probably. Uh, gives you a triple bye into the semis. Uh, which makes it obviously an easier path to to get to a championship game and maybe, you know, play your way in the NCAA tournament. So a lot of things on the line here. And and just more than anything, this team's playing really good basketball. And I'd like to see them just continue to play good and get better uh, at the right time of the season. This is a big, big opportunity to to show where they're at and uh, the kind of team that they they can be and and the team they could be going forward. 32 days is an eternity in college basketball. That's how long it's been since the first matchup. USF won by 19. It was a blitzkrieg. Since then, the Dons are 4-3, BYU 6-1. And as Michael Scott said, Mark, 
Oh, how the turns table. Mark, is BYU the better team now? Well, oh, yeah, we'll find out. I, I think so. I mean, if you just look at how the teams have played recently, San Francisco's won some games, but they have not been pretty. Barely squeaked out a win at Portland. And uh, their games have been pretty close. I mean, I guess BYU can't say much. They've been behind double digits in the, la- in the last couple games, but found a way to win that. But I just like the way BYU's playing. And uh, if you look at that first game, you're like, well, how did that happen? And they did a nice job on Yoli in the first half. And and, and then you look at, like, uh, Baxter and Emery combined for two points in that game. And you see what an integral part of the, the team they've become in the last month. So th- that's a big bonus for BYU to have those guys and BYU shooting the ball well, playing really good defense. But but listen, San Francisco poses a lot of problems, matchup problems for BYU. And yeah, besi- aside from having the greatest name ever, Frankie Ferrari. Seriously. He, he, uh, he just seems to play really well against BYU and uh, kind of finds a way into the paint and, and he can really be a difference maker. So... BYU's really got to focus. McKay Cannon and Emery and those guys on stopping Frankie Ferrari. He kind of talk, talk about engines. You know, he's got he's the engine that makes this offense go, and guys feed off of him. So I think you start with Ferrari, and then you know you, you're going to have a tough time. They got got some good size. They really dominated BYU on the boards in San Francisco. That's got to change, obviously. And I'm, I'm just kind of going down the list here, but th- this is a really good team and a team that thinks they should be. NCAA tournament bound thinks they should be the second place team in the conference and this is a huge game and opportunity for them it's their best team in 30 years you know and so they've got a lot to play for themselves so this should be a real battle tonight San Francisco's got a lot on the line as you mentioned they haven't been to the dance since 98 before that it was 82 BYU's had a three-year drought so a lot is there you talked about Frankie Fry BYU counters with the West Coast Conference Player of the Week TJ Haas who was incredible last week. Fantastic. He scored 12 points, had two assists in the first matchup. How much different do you expect TJ to be in this game? I think he'll be completely different. I mean, that was kind of a, a fluke, I think. And he's just playing at a different level right now. He can turn it on when he wants to. That high screen with Yoli and coming off that, and he's just kind of finding his way. He can pull up with a 15-footer or go to the rim and finish. And not only is he scoring a lot, but he's dishing a lot. He's got seven, eight assists last few games. And so when that when the defense does come to him and it's hard, you know, especially when Yoli's setting that screen, how are they going to play that? Because you don't want to sell out to TJ because then Yoli's open. So that, that's a great duo. And, and I think BYU will utilize that a little bit more in this game, try and get uh, Yoli and TJ more involved right off the bat because that hurt them in San Francisco. Of course, San Francisco's going to do a lot to try and especially take out Yoli. They got the big Jimbo Lowell, and Yoli doesn't necessarily do a great job against those big, slow, kind of Goliath seven-foot type guys. And, and so that poses a problem for him. But the good news is if they do try and double or try and stop Yoli, uh, guys like Zach Selyus has been on fire. You talked about him in the last segment. And McKay's shooting the lights out. And, of course, TJ. So if teams now, it used to be, Jerem, that, if you took away Yoli, that's a pretty good strategy because no one else is going to beat you, really. Maybe TJ, but no one was going to beat you. This is a different team now that has a lot of different weapons that, that can punish teams when they go to that double. And and speaking of assists, Yoli's done a nice job of recognizing that double and kicking it out to open shooters. So I'm hoping we'll see a much different uh, offensive performance from BYU tonight than, than we saw a month ago. 
It feels like earlier in the season, Mark, we could predict which X factor or Y factor would show up for BYU outside of Childs and Haas. Now it's nice not to know who that guy is, whether it's going to be Baxter or Cannon or Celius or Emery. Uh, the amount of options that BYU has uh, 32 days ago didn't feel like they had that many options. Now they have a lot more. You know, it's interesting because BYU's tightened up their rotation, but I think that's helped guys get more of a flow, whether it's Zach or even Connor Harding. Uh, Baxter, of course, has been terrific. Nick Emery. Uh, I mean, you go down the list, th- there's a lot of weapons, and you see it from game to game that different guys will step up and, and play really well. And it used to be, like I said, take away Yoli, you got a really good chance. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, you have to be concerned about TJ a little bit, obviously. Now it's like, boy, we got to super be concerned about TJ. And then, of course, Yoli. But then if we try and stop those two, and we're leaving Zach Selyus or McKay Cannon open. They're going to kill us. And, I mean, it, it, it's a whole different game plan for BYU when you have to worry about five or six guys deep. And that's a credit to those guys for you know, sticking with it, working hard, getting the shot, feeling confident, and the coaching staff working with those guys. So so now you've got a lot of different weapons, and it, it, it makes it really hard to guard. This could typically be a trap game with number two Gonzaga looming, where BYU's won three or four in Spokane, which is like the stat of stats for BYU yeah. hoops. Uh, yet I don't get the sense that BYU is distracted at all. In fact, this feels like St. Mary's again, where BYU lost by 22 on the road, came home, was really dialed in one by five. This feels like it's a retribution-focused kind of game. As great as that week was last week, it's not like BYU was dominating. You know? so then it's not like they're thinking, man, we're so good, we could just roll through this game. I think they know what it's going to take to beat San Francisco. And then you add the fact that they got drilled at San Francisco. and They know these guys are good. I mean, they know the lineup and – it's tough matchups and the size and athleticism that San Francisco brings. So I think they're, I think the last thing they're thing they're really thinking about is Gonzaga this weekend. I mean, uh, I mean, at three or four, it's probably going to be three or five. Let's be honest with you. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I'll do Jerem Jordan well, yeah, shave my head. I was going to say, will you shave your head? <laughs> I will. I definitely will. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think this is the big game. I mean, that that would be nice. But this this game means. A whole heck of a lot tonight. I think they're dialed in. This is going to be uh, a really good opportunity for BYU, and I think they're ready for it. I expect this to be a well-played game as well because both teams on Thursdays, San Francisco 5-1, and one, BYU 7-1. and one. You want to guess who the only loss is for both teams on Thursdays? That's, that's a, one of those hard Greg Rubel questions. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga. They're the only team to beat these teams on a Thursday. So with five days prep, I think it's going to be a great game. I think you're talking about teams that have beat other teams. Gonzaga's always the right answer yeah, in this exactly. league. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're better than us, and they know it. Uh, Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen, and Oren proudly presents keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I mentioned the rebounding earlier. It was 34-20 to 20 in that game on the hill. Uh, I, I think uh, if BYU can be... Within three or four rebounds of San Francisco, I don't think San Francisco can beat BYU in the Merit Center if they're taking away something uh, that, that San Francisco relies on to be successful. And and that, that's going to mean that Yoli Childs and Gavin Baxter are both up around double-figure uh, rebounds. You only, only had four in that game against San Francisco. So I'm going with rebounding. Keep it close. You'll, you'll win this game. Okay, awesome stuff, Mark. We appreciate the time, and congratulations on uh, sitting on the friend's couch. That's great.
Thanks, my brother. <laughs> that was Mark Durant. Coming up, how many points does TJ Haas need to pass Trent Playstead in the all-time scoring list tonight? I'll tell you. Plus, a scoreboard update with Cougar Baseball and the other West Coast Conference scheduled games tonight. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jerem Jordan. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Discount Tire. I'm Jerem Jordan. We're 35 minutes away from BYU and San Francisco. Here are my big three things to watch tonight. Two, the amount of points TJ Haas needs to pass Trent Playstead for 22nd all-time in BYU scoring. Before you know it, he'll be in the top 20. 50, that's the three-point percentage from McKay Cannon in league play. That's number one in the West Coast Conference. He's made 7 of 12, by the way, the last four games. And 199. Dave Rose is sitting on 199 home wins. Tonight would be 200. He wins 88% of home games in 14 seasons. Incredible. Let's get you some scores from uh, BYU baseball first. Cougars up 2-1, bottom of the fifth. Mitch McIntyre with a homer in the top of the second. Noah Hill has an RBI single as well. Cougars on top of Texas A&M Corpus Christi in Texas. In West Coast Conference, uh, play Pepperdine uh, at number two Gonzaga. That tips off at the same time as BYU and San Francisco. Coming up at 8, Mountain 10 Eastern Time. St. Mary's at Pacific and Portland at San Diego. The only other game besides Gonzaga in the top 25 in action tonight. Seventh-ranked Michigan up 19 on Minnesota as we speak. And as I said, this is a big game for BYU hoops. San Francisco in third place tied with St. Mary. BYU in second. USF right now is six out in uh, Joe Lenardi of ESPN's latest bracketology. They haven't made the tourney since 1998. They are trying to do that. This is a quad one win for them, top 75 road RPI game. So this would be a big game for USF if they won it. BYU has won 10 of 11 uh, at home against USF historically. Dave Rose 15-2 and two against this team. So BYU's typically been really good against USF, but this is a different kind of Don's team. Kyle Smith is a good coach. He's won 20-plus games three years in a row. The win at Portland for USF last week in OT was the 20th win for San Francisco. But BYU, as they proved against St. Mary's, got blown out on the road, came back home and won by five. Will we see a similar result from the BYU Cougars tonight in a big game against USF two weeks out? from the West Coast Conference Tournament. Cougar Pregame Live was presented by Discount Tire, America's neighborhood tire store. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the Cougs play for a sixth straight win with the San Francisco Dons in town for this crucial conference clash. My name is Greg Rubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight, assisted as always 
by my good friend and longtime broadcast partner, the legendary BYU Ironman. He is Mark Durant, and uh, Mark, the Cougs are on a roll, but they're not exactly uh, rolling teams. They're often playing from behind. They're frequently looking at a deficit, late especially, but lately this team is simply finding ways to get it done, particularly on the road. But now BYU's back home for two of its final three games, and essentially if BYU can just hold serve at home, the Cougs will end up likely as the WCC two-seed in Vegas. Pretty remarkable turnaround from where this team was at the start of conference play. Yeah, that was a pretty fun week last week, Greg. I've done this a long time. That was pretty remarkable, fun uh, couple of games. But, you know, I like to watch, I like to watch the TV, Greg, the yeah. TV. Yeah. It's enjoyable for me. But I like to watch the, uh, the kind of the home improvement shows. And I like the... Uh, you know, the Pro- Property Brothers and the Chip and Joanna and all that stuff. And the flippers and the floppers. The, and they're, uh, they're flipping and flopping right. all over the place. Yeah. But they, they take kind of a grungy old house and they tear it all up. And then, then at the end, it's like they show the before and after. It's really nice. And that's kind of, I think, the way with this team. It was a little a little sketchy at times this year. But uh, they kind of gone in and ripped some floors out and put some new things in. Paint, a little fresh coat of paint. And now, man, it looks really good. And they're, they're, this team has looked really, really good the last month. Uh, uh, you know, obviously the Gonzaga loss and this loss to this team on the road a month ago. But other than that, they have played really solid basketball. You got some new guys in there, Gavin and Nick, are playing really well. And guys that you expected to play well and shoot well, like Zach Selyus and McKay Cannon, they're coming around. And this, it's TJ's just playing out of his head. Of course, Yoli's great. So this is a fun team playing good defense. And I just want to see that continue tonight against San Francisco. This could be a tough matchup. All right, pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Dave Rose coming up next. Those are the pregame thoughts of Mark Durant. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Tonight here at the Marriott Center, the 18-10 BYU Cougars home to the 20-6 Dons of San Francisco. Cougs have won 11 of the last 12 with USF, but the last two games saw BYU pull off a bit of a miracle comeback to beat the Dons here in OT last year. Then the next meeting came last month on the Hilltop when USF bounced BYU by 19 in our pregame interview now. Brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. Coach Rose talks about just how tough and out that Kyle Smith's teams have become. You know, and he's he's really good for our league because he's a, uh, you know, he's he, not only he's a great coach, he's a quality guy, and I think that, you know, I mean Rex Rex was a really good coach over there. He's had a hard time keeping his guys there. He's pretty hard on guys. And Rex doing a great job now as the assistant at Nevada, but uh, and I liked Rex really did. I like, but I, I think Kyle's good for. Um, you know, uh, our, our league, like I said, and he's a really good coach. He, you know, when, when you're when you're coaching games, there's a lot of times where you can kind of manage the game yourself and not really worry about the what's going on on the other end. With Kyle, you make an adjustment, he's going to make an adjustment. You need to make another adjustment, and it's it's, it's really uh, you can tell that he's uh, a real student of the game. You know how every road win is a good win uh, in this league, and and uh, they. They had to grind it with uh, Portland to get their win on the weekend. Yeah, and I, you know, it, it's funny. I, I watched the game and, and watched the last part of the game a couple times. It's just so interesting to me that they had 
the shots they wanted. They they were and they just had a hard time making them. Um, they're a three point shooting team and kind of they they get to the rim off the drive. But I think Portland did a really good job in their zone and kind of kept them away. But when it came time to to win the game, you know you could tell whose team it was. Frankie took the ball and <laughs> yeah. they got the high high ball screen for him and you know he he made some big shots and. Uh, you know, I, you can just imagine the pressure of that game. You know, I still think Portland's going to get somebody, I, 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 but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just see how how this plays out. But uh, San Francisco escaped with an overtime win. You mentioned three pointers; they have twenty four of them over the last two games. And and you know, you you look at uh, the two guys, Frankie and uh, uh, Retino. Uh, Retino, I think, is like second on their career list as far as um, three-pointers made, and Frankie's moving into the fifth or sixth spot. So those two guys can really do it. But then Midland and and uh, Boyer are guys that, that have, uh, you know, can hit five, four or five in a game. So um, that'll be a challenge for us tonight because they drive you hard. They get in and kick that thing back out. Um, they're not only good at shooting a three-point uh, shot, but they defend the three-point line pretty well, so we're going to have to work hard to get the shots we need to. It's been long enough since you played them, Coach, that the team they saw from you that night, it's not really the team you are right now. We're, we're a little bit different. I, I think I think the uh, the fight of our team that we had in the second half after being down big in the first half, I think that's still the same with our guys. Our guys are good at uh, um, staying together when things are not going very well, and th- I think we're better at it now than maybe we were then. We we had a a nineteen zero run put on us or something like that in the first half over there where they scored nineteen straight points and we can't we can't let that happen here tonight but uh, I like the resilience of our guys I like the resolve I li- I, I like just how how we're playing and I told our guys that you know th- th- there's a little bit of revenge factor here we got beat pretty good by this team and and. Uh, but that can't be, you know, the focus of our team. The focus needs to be where we've been and how we're, how we're playing, and that we're trusting each other and we're executing well, and you know we're staying together in tough times. That 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 revenge factor can be maybe in the back of our minds as an edge to to, to, to keep us rolling. But uh, hopefully that's not, um, you know, what drives us tonight because we've got a good thing going. It's nice to be able to count on Yoli Child's kind of consistent double-doubles, uh, but it seems like your WCC Player of the Week right now, TJ Haas, is playing some of the best basketball of his BYU career. There's no question that he is, and he has been for you know quite a few weeks, and I'm glad he got some recognition. There's really good players in this league, and, and when you, you, you look at who was uh, nominated each week, uh, and, and then everyone only sees the, the, the guy who, who, who wins. I mean, it's amazing some of the numbers – that uh, players are putting up over a two-game period. I think the two road wins for us might be what put them over the top because there's some other guys who had some great weeks too, a uh, great week too as far as you know how they help their team. But uh, I'm glad he got some recognition because he's been really putting in some you know really good work for this group. Well, good to be back home uh, for two of your final three. Huge night tonight in terms of getting done what you want to. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's it's a big game, and I think I think it's going to be. Uh, you know, a really hard-fought game. We'll, we'll we'll see how, you know, you know how how we play against each other after you know, you know, both of us have, have seen each other and then been through a lot as far yeah. as where we are. Their team's a little bit different, uh, uh, but our team's a lot different. And hopefully, uh, it'll show tonight. All right. Best of luck against USF, coach. We'll talk to you afterward. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. 
That is BYU head coach Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. You know, title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar tip-off show next from courtside here at the Marriott Center, right here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Second place in the West Coast Conference on the line tonight as two of the top four teams in the league go head-to-head with conference tournament play only two weeks away. It is BYU versus San Francisco in the game of the night in the WCC. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. Our statistician and broadcast intern is Tess Anderson. Our BYU radio studio host is Jerem Jordan in for Jason Shepard. Our control board operator, Nathan Israelson. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. And our BYU radio broadcast intern back in the studio tonight is Blake McMullen. Great to have you with us this evening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, Mark, this last weekend, uh, BYU did something it had never done in the Dave Rose era. Come back from double digits to win back-to-back road games. And uh, Coach Rose and the guys did it uh, using only eight players in both games. Barring foul trouble, Coach Rose has his stretch run rotation set. And, Mark, you kind of go down the line of those eight guys and say you're pretty much getting what you want from all of them right now. Yeah, that's a nice thing because a lot of times at this point you say, well, this guy needs to be shooting better. He's not, you know, hitting the threes like he's supposed to. Or this guy needs to – that's usually the case. But like you said, that that eight-man rotation, McKay's shooting the lights out. Zach uh, made four for four the other night. He's shooting really well from the three-point line. Maybe Connor Harding could play a little bit better, but he's doing a nice job. Uh, so you go down that list, and TJ's playing at the very top of his game. Yoli is playing excellent basketball, maybe a little bit better defensively. Uh, and uh, Nick Amory, he's really come alive. Maybe you could say Nick could be more of a scorer, but uh, overall you're just looking at these guys. They're, they're maximizing their ability right now on the floor, and that's why they're winning basketball games. And even even those tough, unusual games where you're down big and at half, you're still in the game because guys are playing at a high level and can get back in the game and win a game. All right, coming up after this break, my pregame conversation with USF head coach Kyle Smith as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. Coming your way live from courtside at the Marriott Center for BYU and USF. BYU looking for a sixth straight win overall and a sixth consecutive home win over the Dons. will come into Provo with one of the best teams in program history at 20-6, and six, fastest to 20 wins since 1981. Head coach Kyle Smith has won 20 or more games in all three seasons of his tenure on the Hilltop a short time ago. I chatted with Coach Smith about his guys having followed a three-game losing skid with a three-game win streak coming into tonight's game at BYU. I didn't even realize that, but until now, now. But yeah, we've been. Uh, I think we've been playing better. Um, Portland was a tough game on the road, and, and we're able to persevere. Actually, proud of the way we played. I know, you know, 
wasn't our best effort, but I think our team was stuck together and hung in there and got that done. Yeah, I was talking with Coach Rose about it, though, and he, he said he wasn't surprised that you got that kind of game. They were off Thursday. You had to gut it out against Pep Thursday, and they're waiting for you, and they're looking for that first league win. It was going to be a grind. Uh, no, exactly, and uh, we got that this week, too, so we have to – after this game, win or lose, we got to go play Santa Clara, and they're waiting on us too. So that'll be something to be brought up for the coaches' meeting. Understood. So this BYU team looks a little different than the last yeah. time you saw them right now. Yeah, no, I, I can see it. When we played it the first time, you knew Baxter was coming on, um, and uh, and then Emory was coming off the bench. And, and so I can see them uh, flipping roles with Baxter and Worthington. Um, just so Baxter's obvious talent, his length gives him that athleticism. Then Emory probably playing more in a form where he's been, years, you know, the year off, probably a little rust and – Maybe just try and get them a little more comfortable. They've been playing really well. What would you be happy with if you saw, again, from your team coming off that first meeting with BYU the same way? Uh, if we can uh, control Hawes, um, I thought we did a good job of keeping them off the foul line, kept them out of transition. Um, I think it's going to be hard to – you're not going to shut out Yoli and, and TJ, but uh, if we can do a good job of him, I really think he's ahead of the snake. And I don't think – I think Yoli's going to get <laughs> – he's going to get 20 and 10. You can chalk it up. It's going to happen. I uh, want just make him earn him. And then, uh, you know, T.J. can't give him foul shots and wide open threes. Yeah, he had a big week from the foul line. I think 19 of 20 in those two road wins last week. Uh, and he was the WCC player of the week as a result. Yeah, well-deserved. He's I've, he's a really good player. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have our hands full. You know how tough it is to go on the road when back-to-back road games you're trying to do that this week? BYU did so down double digits in both games. First time in the Dave Rosera that's happened. They've won back-to-back road games down double digits. That was incredible. <laughs> I, was, I watched both of them in. And you know what? They, I think they got something. You know, like I said, they changed their lineup or whatever. They kind of shrunk. I think they're really down to eight guys are yeah, playing, right. and they, they seem to enjoy and compete. And I think Cannon's actually a big part of that. I think yeah. he's out there because he's um, – actually, the role players are really fitting in well. And Worthing comes out, he's really physical. Baxter's on the glass, and Cannon's been banging open shots, and he takes on the toughest assignment defensively too. He's got a lot of scrap to him. So I, I just think they're kind of gelling as a team, and I'm sure they're excited to get home and play. You mentioned head of the snake a moment ago, T.J. Haas. And I think for USF, even though he's not the leading scorer much as T.J. is not BYU's leading scorer, but that's Frankie Ferrari for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Um, we definitely uh, go as he goes in a big way, and it's his leadership and and uh, his talent too. I mean, we, he makes a lot of decisions for us out there, and we're counting on him, and he needs to play really well. You'd like a few more guys shooting Frankie's number from the free-throw line right now, wouldn't uh, you? Oh, yeah, we could use that. We're amazing at uh I like said we're the, we're a great half court shooting team. If anyone's watched this practice, and we got it, it, it could have cost us last game. And we, we we practice, work on it, and you know it's in our head a little bit. And we got to fight through and make them win on the road, especially. You scored 82 and beat BYU by 19 with taking only five free throws at your place. So uh, take that again. Do we get that again? It'll be hard. We shot the ball really well. We shoot the ball really. Well. We defended. I thought we did a good job on, on Haas, and I thought we defended really well. And uh, and when we make shots like that. Um, we're going to be tough, especially in our building. Okay, finally, stretch run here in game of the night in the league. Certainly uh, second place is on the line. If you guys want it, this is a good way to go get it. Amen. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I don't think they're going to give it to us. It'll be a really, hopefully, a, we're ready to compete. Kyle, good speaking with you. We'll see you in Las Vegas. All right, thanks, Kurt. All right, that is USF head coach Kyle Smith. And time now for tonight's You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com. To learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Three of the top 15 players in career three-pointers here at BYU play on the current roster in Nick Emery, TJ Haas, and Zach Selyus. Eleven of the top 15 three-point shooters and makers 
had Dave Rose as their head coach. Can you name two of the four who played for a head coach other than Dave Rose? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU and USF tipping it off just moments from now. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. I know you're playing along at home. Three of the top 15 BYU players in career three-pointers play on the current roster in Nick Emery, TJ Haas, and Zach Selyus. Eleven of the top 15 had Dave Rose as their head coach. Can you name two of the four who played for a head coach other than Dave Rose? And I'll give you a hint. Okay. Two of the four were coached by Steve Cleveland with Dave Rose on the staff, and two of the four were your teammates. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go with uh, Mark Bigelow. Mark Bigelow is one of the four. One. Yep, yep. He was coached by Coach Cleve with Steve with Dave Rose as an assistant. Mark's fifth all-time. I'm going to go to my teammates. But even though Mark Heslip was an answer before, I'm going to go Andy Toulson. Andy Toulson's one of your two teammates. And you got two of the four. I, I did you it. You got two of the four. Yes. Okay, you've done it. You've done your part. So Mark Bigelow and Andy Toulson are two. The other two, uh, the one who was a Coach Cleve guy was Terrell Leday. Okay. And the other one who's one of your teammates is Nick Sanderson. Oh, good for Nick. Yeah, man, he could shoot. No no question. All right, that's You Be the Judge brought to you by Legally Mine. Our final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. National Anthem. We'll pause briefly now as the colors are withdrawn here at the Marriott Center. All right, to BYU and USF uh, coming up here at the Marriott Center. One of four games on the WCC slate tonight. LMU and Santa Clara have the night off. The other games tonight, Pepperdine at Gonzaga, Portland at San Diego, St. Mary's at Pacific. Mark, this much we know. The teams in the top four can't fall out of the top four. No one in the bottom six can move into the top four. So it is right now a battle for seeding to find out who starts on quarterfinal Saturday and who opens on semifinal Monday in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a little bit about pride, too. I mean, the, all, all four of those teams, obviously St. Mary's, San Francisco, BYU, are good teams, and you're just trying to, to beat out those guys and get that number two seed. I think that would be fun. Tip-off of BYU and USF. Coming up next, this has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> 